0: controversies in sports in many years is taking place between the pga tour and an upstart tour called live the summer may be winding down but on the golf course things are heating up the line has been drawn in the sand and stepped on welcome to golf mania it's going to be a spectacle, folks, and tonight we have an amazing card to bring to you. Match number one pits world number one and world number two against each other. I'm talking about Scotty Scheffler. You know, my dream was to play on the PGA Tour. My dream was never to maximize my you know, financial benefits. Versus Cameron Smith. If there's something I need to say regarding the PJ Tour or live, it will come from Cameron Smith, not Cameron Percy. The straight laced man of God rocking a green jacket versus the man from down under who rocks a mustache. It's going to be a whirlwind. Lines will be crossed, and I'm sure Scotty Scheffler will be stepping on them. Now, going into match number two, we have a no-holds-barred match between Patrick Reed. One of those things that I believe in myself, especially with how hard I've worked, that, you know, I mean, I'm one of the top five players in the world. Versus golf-channeled so-called voice of reason, Brandel Shambly. To defend... What Patrick Reed did is defending cheating. It's defending somebody breaking the rules. A one-time major champion versus a one-time PGA Tour champion. It is going to be a doozy. And you know Captain America does not back down from a fight. And finally, our main event of the evening we have a traditional survivor series match five on five team pga tour led by none other than tiger woods the incentive to practice what is the incentive to go out there and earn it in the dirt you're just getting paid a lot of money up front and playing a few events i just don't see how that that move is is positive in the in the long term verse the shark greg norman and team live We're not trying to destroy the PGA Tour or the European Tour. We're there to work within the ecosystem to show that it's big enough space. The shark has laid the first blow and definitely smells blood in the water, but you know you can never count out Tiger. There you have it, folks. It's going to be an amazing night of action tonight at Golf Mania. Welcome to 54 Live, your live golf podcast. I am your host, Digsies, and I hope that you all got a nice little laugh at the satirical open we had. It's every single day you wake up, you look at the golf news, there is something else going on between the PGA Tour and live golf day in and day out. And it's just some of these have become completely outrageous. So I was thinking about it today. It's like it's like we're living in you know fantasy land and, and world wrestling so i figured you know what Let's make tonight's episode called Golf Mania. We'll have a nice funny opening, get people laughing because honestly, it's serious business right now, but some of the things that's going on in the golf world is completely ridiculous. So we'll hit on all the big points that were just mentioned uh, in the opening, and we'll start right out with Scotty Scheffler versus Cam Smith. Obviously, if you saw the action this weekend Cam Smith, Scotty Scheffler were playing together at the FedEx St. Jude. Cam Smith had a putt. Scotty Scheffler went to walk around Cam Smith, but then took a second glance and walked right in Cam Smith's line. Now, obviously, if you're a golfer, if you follow golf, you know that's a big no-no. Cam Smith looked up to, at him and was like, yo, man, what are you doing? And honestly, I feel like it's it's not really in Scotty Scheffler's nature to do that. Scotty Scheffler has always been the good guy, head down, You know, don't say bad about anything. He gives the right quotes at the end of the tournament when he's in conferences and, and he's doing interviews. He reminds me of you know Derek Jeter. He's not going to give you anything you know to write about um, in the media. And honestly, it was very outside of you know Scotty Scheffler's nature. But what do I know? He's only been on tour for a few years now. I don't know the man personally. But from what I've seen, it's against his nature. And it goes to show you that this thing between the PGA Tour and Liv is really eating these players up. You saw that what, what happened with Scheffler. You, you saw what happened this week when Tiger Woods and the top PGA Tour players uh, Top PGA Tour golfers called a meeting to discuss about where they're going forward with the PGA Tour, and we'll get to that in a second because some news came out about that, that you know what? Live Golf might have helped these PGA Tour players, especially the players that don't make much money and they don't win tournaments because it looks like these PGA Tour players might be getting a guarantee in 2023. Um, But like I said, Scheffler, Cam Smith, it's very interesting to see. Scheffler isn't normally that type of guy, but he's pissed off, and honestly, Cam Smith, everybody said it. They they said it last week that it's pretty much set in stone that Cam Smith and Mark Leishman are heading over to live after the FedEx Cup playoffs, maybe even waiting until the the President's Cup is over so they can play one last time for their country, which will be the world team against Team USA. And these PGA Tour players must be pissed about it because you know what? Cam Smith is one of the, he's, he's ranked, I believe now he's ranked third in the FedEx Cup standing. So he's he's going to be cashing a big FedEx Cup check uh, at the end of the tournament in two weeks. So you know what? These PGA Tour players are probably pissed that like you're double dipping. You're going to go sign a $100 million deal with Liv. You're going to walk away with maybe upwards of, of $18, $20 million with the PGA. That's not right. So that's why the players, you know, for me, I don't care. I think it's a smart move from Kansas. I'm not saying that I, I think it's it's not right, but the PGA tour players have to be thinking it's not right. So that's why Scheffler got pissed and. Like I said about that big group meeting that they had at the BMW International in Delaware last evening, Cam Smith withdrew from the tournament with a hip injury. Now, it he's still going to make the tour championship. He's so high up in points that he's going to be at Eastlake one way or the other. But you have to think that maybe Cam Smith got wind of that meeting, and he didn't want to be sitting there in the meeting and have to lie to these players' faces or, you know, not even lie, but, like, that must be a very uncomfortable situation that Cam Smith would be in, to be sitting in a meeting uh, talking about your future employer and talking about ways that you can stop Liv from, you know, grabbing all these PGA Tour players. So, you know, honestly, maybe that's why Cam Smith – backed out and said he had a hip injury. Maybe he does have a hip hip injury, maybe he doesn't, but we shall see in the future. But my inklings tell me that, you know what, Cam Smith must have got word of that meeting and he wanted no part of it. Another piece of news that came out today that is blowing up all over Twitter Patrick Reed is suing Golf Channel and Brandel Chambly for $750 million for defamation of character. Obviously, you heard the clip of Chambly there in the opening. Chambly has been one of the biggest critics of Patrick Reed. You know, all the cheating allegations, this, that, and the other. Golf Channel has allowed him to. Do it, but you know what? Seven hundred and fifty. I'm a huge Patrick Reed fan. I, if you listen to the podcast, you know that. But seven hundred and fifty million dollars—that that—that's a little crazy. Okay, that, that, that's that's a little bit much, right there. You know, uh, honestly, he's missing out on seven hundred and fifty million dollars worth of earnings because. Brandel Chambly is talking crap about him and Golf Channel's allowing him to do it? I I, I don't think so. You know, if he said maybe 10 $20, 30000000 million dollars because he might have lost out in an endorsement here or there, even $100 million because future endorsements, this, that, the other, I could see that. But $750 million, that, that's a little bit crazy. And you know what? Honestly, it's probably just Patrick Reed's way of saying fuck you to Golf Channel and Brandel Chamblee. He got the bag from Liv. He's playing on the Live Tour now. He's playing on the Asian Tour. We'll touch on the Asian Tour later. Live and the Asian Tour are joining forces. And honestly, it's it's Patrick Reed saying, you know what? I took so much shit from you guys over the past few years. I, I wasn't able to say anything because I was locked with the PGA Tour. It was my only place to play. It was the only place for me to make a living and submit and my legacy. Now, when I don't have to you know, keep my mouth shut, you know what, I'm going to come out and say it and boom hits them with a defamation of character lawsuit and you know that Patrick Reed has had a lot of complaints about the way the PGA Tour has been treating him Um, he's complained about the draw he's complained about you know getting tickets for the Red Sox game and sitting up uh, up top when you know the big PGA Tour players like Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas got luxury boxes Patrick Reed has always felt like a second hand citizen when it came to the way the PGA Tour treated him and he's getting the PGA talk back right now with this lawsuit now summer reed's allegations were misreporting information with falsity reckless disregard of the truth that is with actual actual constitutional malice purposely omitting pertinent key material facts to mislead the public and actively targeting reed to destroy his reputation create hate and a hostile work environment for him so you know what He's been doing, you know that they've been picking on Patrick Reed, and it says here that in January 2020, Reed's lawyer sent Chambly a cease and desist letter demanding he not repeat accusations that Reed cheated during the tournament when he was penalized, those strokes at the Hero World Challenge, when everybody said that he moved the sand, so Patrick Reed is fighting back against all the negative talk that Golf Channel allowed Brandel Chambly to, to make and you know Brandel Chambly sitting there in his high horse. You know he he's a good reporter, uh, a, a good analyst. I, I got I got to give it to you with that. But you know what? He takes it too far. He he hates on the players. He calls out these players. And I know when you're an analyst, you have to do that. But you know what? I feel like he takes it too far and he takes it personal. Brandel Chambly makes it personal with these golfers. He picks the golfers he loves. The ones that he don't, he hits them with personal attacks and. You know, anybody with two eyes and two ears can see that. So Patrick Reed has enough, and he is taking it out on Golf Channel and Brandel Chamblee with the $750 million lawsuit. Is he going to win? 99% positive he's not going to win, but hey, You never know what may happen. You never know what type of judge you'll get. So we'll see what happens with that. Now, the other big news between the PGA Tour and Liv happened last week when 11 golfers, um, Followed a lawsuit against the PGA Tour, specifically Taylor Gooch, Hudson Swaffin, and Matt Jones, saying they wanted to be able to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. They earned enough points to qualify uh, for the first FedEx Cup playoff event at St. Jude, and they fi- filed a temporary restraining order that would allow those three live players to compete in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So, again, they tried, they gave it their shot. They filed the lawsuit. They wanted to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs, but the judge sided with the PGA Tour and said that you know what, you made your decision, you got to live with it. And honestly, I, I really don't agree with this lawsuit. Like I said, I'm I'm all about live, but like I said, an at, at AM drive, you know do I agree with what the PGA tour is doing to the live golfers? No, but I'm also going to watch, you know, PGA tour golf. I'm going to watch the majors. I'm going to watch the flagship events. You know, the play is Memorial, you know, obviously if live is going up against the PGA tour, you know, like, a few weeks ago, Bedminster, the Live event in Bedminster versus the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. Obviously, I'm watching Live. I'm all about Live right now. Live is exciting to me. I, I'm a Live fan, and that's why I started this podcast. But I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm not just going to be like, okay, you know, everything Live, Live does is right. You know, if, if Live makes a bad move or I think they're making a bad mood, I, I'm going to go out there and, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to be truthful because I feel like that's what the media should be. you know you see it so many times with CNN and Fox they pick one side of the aisle everything is right or wrong depending on that side of the aisle they're in I'm gonna call it down the middle and call it how I see it and honestly Gooch and and I know Gooch said that he signed up for the London event not knowing that he wouldn't be able to play on the PGA Tour again but you know what you made your decision you signed on with live golf and like why are you even gonna ruffle feathers like enough is enough. Like Greg Norman has said it over and over again. We're not here to compete with the PGA tour. We we just want to present the fans a different Avenue fan engagement and, you know, grow golf and the golf ecosystem. It's a big enough ecosystem that two tours can coexist. So if you say that, then why are you going to go ahead and, you know, sue the PGA tour and, and, Give them a temporary restraining order so you can play in the FedEx Club playoffs. Forget the PGA Tour even exists. Get your world ranking points. Worry about that. Play in the majors and play your 14 events. That's what they need to do. Um, But hey, they saw a shot. They took it. They lost. Um, I believe that it's going back to court. I think it's next September. Uh, I believe I saw September 2023. I might be wrong. It might be September 2022. But again, it, it's the golf world right now is fractured. and Greg Norman and Jay Monahan they need to sit down and they need to come up with an agreement. Right now, Live golf should be worried about getting their world ranking points. they should be allowed world ranking points and Greg Norman came out and said that. He said that if the live doesn't get world ranking points, he his exact comment, let me pull it up here. he said, By any fair, objective, and impartial review, Liv should be awarded official World Golf ranking points for its events in the very near future. Without Liv's inclusion, the integrity and accuracy of the rankings themselves are severely compromised. And I agree with that statement 100% because all the Liv haters can say all they want that, you know, Phil Mickelson, he's, you know... uh, uh, Phil Mickelson's best is behind him. Lee Westwood's best is behind him. They are over the hill that they're shot. They're worn out, but you know what? There's still a lot of golfers on the live tour right now that if you drop them in the major events or you drop them in the PGA tour events, they can win and they can win easily. I'm talking about Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Abraham answer. Um, Louie has been, a uh, uh, a name you saw at the top of the leaderboards in the majors forever, Taylor Gooch, and you know, like it's just—I feel like even though they're with Live and, and people are saying like 54 holes, it doesn't matter. shotgun sh- start this, that, the other. If these Live golfers don't get world ranking points, the world rankings are omitting a major group of golfers that should be going towards those world ranking points. It's like saying. You know, major league baseball that they're looking at the home run record this year and they're only going to count the American League. They're not going to count the National League or they're going to not count the National League West hitters for the home run record this year. It's like they're holding out players and golfers that will contribute to those world ranking points. And Honestly, I, I think that's not fair. I think they need to get world ranking points, and I think they will. And honestly, I think that at some point next year, Liv and PGA will come to some sort of agreement, you know? And I, I think they have to because they can't, this bickering back and forth, this, that, and the other. It's not good for anybody, and it's especially not good for the PGA Tour because let's be honest right now, the PGA Tour is kind of losing, Okay, especially after the FedEx Cup playoffs is over, you're gonna lose Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, maybe Hideki Matsuyama. Um, there's other talks about Cameron Young, Joaquin Neiman. Young and Neiman was at that players only meeting um, last night. So who knows about that? You've also heard rumors about Xander Shawfley, Patrick Cantley, but I doubt those guys will go. Xander Shawfley said after the meeting that honestly, right now it's a bad time in, in, in golf. Everybody's at each other's neck. We need to bring together and come to a nice, reasonable, um, a, a nice, reasonable solution. And I agree with him 100%. That needs to be a nice, reasonable solution. And like I said, big meeting. Tiger Woods flew in from Florida with Ricky Fowler. The top 20 golfers in the world were there, plus other prominent names. And I've been looking all over to see if any news or, or rumblings came out about what they talked about. Not a lot of details have emerged, but they said that they're fun and exciting new ideas that have came out of that meeting. And one thing that I'm seeing that hasn't been confirmed anywhere, but I think it might be true, because a lot of people are talking about it, is that next year in 2023, the PGA Tour is going to guarantee everybody with the PGA Tour card $500,000 for the year, and it will be in advance, and it will be netted against tournament winning. So let's say you earn $500,000 in the first, let's say you win your first tournament for a million dollars, you only get 500000 But But I looked up the numbers, all but 30 golfers this year have amassed more than $500,000. So most of the golfers, it won't pertain to, but still, some of the guys on the low end of the of the totem pole, you know, that that's guaranteed money. And and that's good for these golfers because some of these golfers who aren't big winners and aren't guys that get top 10s, top 25s, miss a lot of cuts, only make cuts for let's say 30, 40% of their events, you know, they're living week to week. It costs money to travel to the events, it costs money to put yourself up in a hotel, to eat, to pay your caddy, equipment, this that, the other. So, you know what? I think that is a good start for the PG- Tour, and it's something they should have done a while ago. And the PGA Tour players, th- those thirty players that haven't amassed more than five hundred thousand dollars, they can thank Live Golf because Live Golf is the reason they got that. Now, speaking back about that uh, court transcripts that came out um, about the lawsuit that the eleven Live Golfers, um, the temporary restraining order, they asked the Live attorney about the big signing contracts and they said that in, in the court transcripts, they said that that money was accumulated against their signing bonus. So let's say they got a 50, $50 million signing bonus and they won 4 million for winning an event. They wouldn't get that money because they already paid 50 million. So once they amassed 50 million in winnings on the tour, then they would start getting money. They said that under oath but then afterwards when they interviewed the CEO of Live he said that's false. Let I want to get it out there right now. It's not in advance. These players make their bonus and they also get the checks from winning the tournament. Now honestly I feel like there's some golfers that I, I feel like Each golfer that signed on with Liv has a different contract. The big guys, Bryson, Brooks, DJ, they have a different contract than, let's say, you know, I don't want to single anybody out, but you know, got, let's say Brooks, Brooks Kepka and his brother Chase have two, probably have two different contracts and were given two different bonuses. We could all agree on that. Um, so maybe some golfers get the advance and if they win, um, they, they, they don't get anything until they amass the amount of money. Maybe some golfers don't. Um, but it will be interesting to see. You know, if more news comes out about that, because one thing was said at the court case, one thing was said in the news the day after. Another thing that came out in the court transcripts was, I don't know who said it, was it the judge or, or one of the lawyers, but they said that the contracts that these lived golfers have signed is something that the PGA Tour would never dare to do and that they're pretty much held hostage in these contracts. Now, who knows who leaked that, you know, who said what about that, if it's true or not. Honestly, I feel like you really can't believe anything that's out there right now because both sides are leaking negative information and negative uh, you know, news about the other tour. So who knows? But one thing that I can confirm that um, the Asian tour has came to an agreement with LibGolf, and I believe LibGolf is giving them, yeah, LibGolf has invested $300 million and is supporting the Asian Tour's elevated events known as the International Series. Last week, the International Series was in Singapore. You saw Patrick Reed playing that event, Travis Smith playing that event, a few others. I believe Chase Kepka was playing that event as well. And you got a few guys playing in the event in Korea this week. So that's good because it gives these, live golfers a chance to get world ranking points with the Asian tour. And it also gives the Asian tour players from Asia, the chance to compete against the best in the world. And in this article here, it says that in a press conference earlier this year in Saudi Arabia, the Asian tour commissioner was talking about one of the rising stars of the Asian tour. And he was only 19 years old. And he said that you're going to know this guy's name very shortly um, in America. And it turned out to be Tom Kim, who just won a PGA tour event a few weeks ago. So there is talent on the Asian tour and Liv is teaming up with the Asian tour, and I think it's great for both. Um, one other thing I want to get to before I get to the questions. Peter Costas made a nice tweet on Twitter that really piqued my interest. He said that nothing says we run real tournaments with proper competition, like making your flagship final event of the year a handicap tournament. Someone will start at 10 under, and most likely the true low score of the week won't earn a win. Algorithms win and competition loses, in my opinion. And right there, it's like the PGA Tour calling the kettle black. You know, the pot calling the kettle black. They're talking about, you know, these, you know, 54-hole events, shotgun starts, this, that, and the other. And their big final event is... An event that has weird scoring. Someone starts at 10 under. Now, obviously, the um, initial iteration of the tour championship wasn't working well. You had one winner, one FedEx Cup champion. Most years they were different. Now they just want one winner altogether. That's why they did this. But you know what? Again, it's the PGA Tour complained time and time again about these shotgun starts. They were talking about shotgun starts and 54 hole events, 48 guys, and their flagship events, only 30 guys with that handicap scoring. So. Just wanted to point that out there. Now, one of the questions we got, um, I tweeted out a tweet. If you have any questions for tonight's podcast, send a tweet. We'll read it out. It came from Average Fan at golf fan 123456 um, Are you concerned with the sporting merit of having guys who are assigned to no relegation contracts, meaning they can't play their way off no matter how bad? So obviously he's speaking about live golf only having 48 golfers and someone let's say let's use Phil Mickelson you know for argument's sake he hasn't played well um, since he's been on live and if he goes out there and shoots 10 over every single week there's no chance of him losing his card but With that, I say, if Phil Mickelson was on the PGA Tour and playing that bad, there's no chance of him losing his card anyway, because he's accomplished so much that he has a lifetime membership on the PGA Tour. So honestly, I'm not really concerned about that, because the big boys, the big guys with the big lucrative contracts, such as DJ Brooks... um, DJ Brooks, Bryson, Phil. Like like I said, Phil has a lifetime exemption on the PGA Tour. DJ Brooks, Bryson, Reed. You know, these guys are, are the best of the best. They very rarely lose their card, and... If the guys that are on the lower end of the 48 golfers start playing bad, they'll be replaced. We've seen that already. It's not like if you sign on, it's not every single golfer who played the first event in London aren't still in live, you know, the, uh, They sign bigger names, bigger names come in, and they take the spots of the guys lower on the totem pole. So, like I said, you know, there's a few instances of these golfers that played in London that they're not going to be playing again in Boston in a few weeks. So I'm not too concerned about that. Obviously, if, you know, someone goes, you know, a year or two, you know, two years with, you know, not sniffing the top of the leaderboard, you know, that... That can get a little tricky. That could be a little bit, you know, you you can look down upon that. You could frown upon that. But with the big guys that got the big contracts, you know they're going to contend. You know they're going to win. And also, you have to think about the team aspect. You know, there's a team competition now, too, and these guys that – get big contracts, they might not be playing well for themselves. But if they go out and shoot five, six under on a Sunday, they're helping that team out and they're helping that team win the tournament. So that's my thoughts on that. But short episode this week, we just wanted to go over the few points about what's going on um, between the PGA and Live, the big Live news. Um, I do have a some fires in the co- some coals in the fire with um, a big time guest that I'm working on getting on the show. And I believe that when we drop episode five, we will have that big time guest. Um, I, I got a commitment, we need to follow up on that. So that is something to look forward to. So make sure that you subscribe, um, like the podcast, give us a review, uh, follow us on Twitter at 54LivePod. Also, follow us on TikTok at 54LivePod. Uh, the next event is Labor Day weekend in Boston. Um, I will definitely be dropping an episode before then. Uh, so you guys can, you know, wait for that. And yeah. Um, it's going to be a very, very exciting fall because a big portion of these events are taking a- a part in the fall. Once the FedEx Cup play is, is play- playoffs is over, once the President's Cup is over, pretty much you got the big live golf events. They're going overseas, uh, Jeddah, Bangkok. So we got some exciting live golf to get us through into next year and 2023, the 2023 live golf uh, tour. It's going to be monumental, and that's really when things are going to pick up. So, uh, again, make sure you follow, subscribe, and uh, yeah, that's it. It's Diggsie signing off for 54 Live Podcast. Later.